All right. Thank you, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free. Let us give you our number. It is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Well, greatest moment yesterday had to be Chris Christie about to get out of the race. Now, remember, earlier in the day, New Hampshire Governor Sununu, he holds a lot of weight in New Hampshire, and uh, he was pressuring Chris Christie to get out of the race. And and this, there had been some people that support Christie asking, well, why why am I not putting Christie on? I'm not putting Christie on because I didn't I never felt he was a serious candidate. He was there for one reason and one reason only, and that was to talk about Trump, 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 Trump. And he never really was running for president. He would dispute it. And he's acting like he's the only one with the courage to say what the things that he's saying, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He was in there to, to be a never Trumper. And I don't I don't consider that, you know, somebody that's serious about wanting to get the job and run and be the president of the United States. And I just felt like every interview that he did, whether it be on ABC, NBC, CBS, fake news, CNN, MSDNC was was just one big never ending Trump bashing fest. I would imagine after all is said and done, don't be surprised if, you know, Chris Christie ends up with a contract being, quote, a Republican on one of these networks when he's anything but a Republican. He just isn't or a conservative. You know, this guy left office as governor in New Jersey with a 14 percent approval rating. He was never a serious contender. Oh, well, I got in double digits in one poll in New Hampshire. So I was really showing signs that I was, you know, getting there. No. So he, he's you can tell if you really listen a little closely to what he's saying here. He's number one. You can hear how full of himself he is. And number two, how wrong everybody else is. And, you know, the, the level of arrogance that he has and 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 then he reveals his true feelings mostly about Nikki Haley a little bit about Ron DeSantis and that you know I mean it's it's just unbelievable to me and it just it kind of validates what my gut was telling me from the beginning which is this guy's not a serious candidate this guy has an agenda and it's anything but becoming and and being elected the the president of the United States listen people don't want to hear it Wayne they don't want to hear it. We know we're right, but they don't want to hear it. Right. And and there's you know we couldn't have been any clearer. Right. We couldn't have been any more any more direct or worked any harder. So, you know. And let's you know. Not forget she spent 68 million dollars. Yeah. I mean, well, we spent like well, when you give land 10. to China and places like that. Yeah, that's gonna, what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent 68 million so far, just on TV. Um, yeah. Spent 68 million so far, 59 million by DeSantis, and we spent 12. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even been. She's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Always. I I talked to, DeSantis called me, petrified that I would. He's probably getting out after Iowa. All right. So, I mean, that was, he, he did not know his mic was hot. There is a rule. If you have a microphone on, always assume it's hot. Although I've been known to occasionally make a mistake, uh, but not that often. Thank goodness. So he's caught on a, a hot mic. And what is he saying here? Oh, we were the ones saying the truth that nobody else wanted to hear. We were right the whole time. We couldn't be more clear. He's like boastful about how clear he was in his, his Trump bashing. You know, we couldn't have worked any, any harder. 
you know, well, Nikki spent sixty-eight million in TV ads. Ron spent fifty-nine. We only spent twelve, and playing whatever his comment was. And I'm listening to that. And I'm saying, well, because you couldn't raise as much money as they raised. That's why they spent it because they had it. And you know, and Nikki's going to get smoked, and she's not up to this. And and Trump is going to win Iowa, New Hampshire, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you're angry about it, well. I guess you kind of failed, Chris, in your mission because your mission was to go out there and be the guy to bludgeon Trump even more. You're going to be the great bludgeon uh, hero of the Republican Party. And and just they don't want to hear what you have to say. They're not as smart as we are, meaning the American people. That's there's there's a level of arrogance behind all of this that is breathtaking to me. Now, if you look at the polls and. You know, the final wave of polls, Iowa State University civics poll coming out. I mean, over half, 55 percent of caucus goers are selecting Donald Trump as their top pick. Now, things in Iowa can get a little funky based on it being a caucus system and, you know, rank voting and all that sort of thing. Governor DeSantis and, and Nikki Haley are tied for second place with, what, 14 percent. And around three quarters of the participants said their minds were made up regarding their their first choice candidate. And, you know, you just you just look at it and it is what it is. Those are where the polls are. That's where the people have landed and all of the indictments and all of the mugshots in the world were not able to separate Donald Trump from the Republican base. Now, New Hampshire is a more difficult state. I would imagine things will be closer in New Hampshire. Uh, but even the two most recent polls there had Trump over Nikki Haley by seven in one and by 20 in another. I mean, those those are those are big numbers. But I mean, 55 percent Trump in Iowa is a big number. That's huge. And I don't know how you could, you know, how do you overcome that? Fifty four percent in the Suffolk poll that just came out also today, Suffolk University poll. Likely GOP caucus goes 54% for Trump, 20% for Haley, and, and 13% for DeSantis. Um, you know, uh, I have nothing against the other candidates. I'm just giving you the reality and, and what it is, you know, they've got to overcome if, if they want to win here. By the way, we have another Oregon Democrat now joining the push to remove Trump from the ballot using the 14th Amendment. Attorneys representing Oregon voters are suing to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. I thought they were, you know, I thought the big issue for Democrats was, you know, protecting democracy. No, it's not. They, they, they want to do everything legally that they can possibly get done that they, you know, because they fear Donald Trump to that extent. As a matter of fact, 56% of registered voters now in another new poll and a, a, a YouGov economist poll uh, believe that Donald Trump will be the next president. You know, so he's, if you look at the poll out of Michigan that came out, I was, I was shocked by this poll. Detroit News surveying likely Michigan voters and the margin of error plus or minus four points. Trump is leading Joe Biden by eight full points, 47-39. And there's been numerous polls that have come out that show Trump winning in every swing state. Now, a lot can happen between now and November, I wouldn't I wouldn't really put that much stock in these polls at this time. But the first real poll we're going to get is going to be on Monday and we'll be freezing our our backsides off in Iowa. Linda, you ready for Iowa? Minus 20. 
My, is that what it's going to be? My, is it minus, minus 20 with 20 the wind chill? On Monday. No, it just it doesn't even say wind chill. It just says minus 20. I'm assuming with the wind chill, it's oh, all kinds man. of craziness. You know, when I moved, I didn't bring down my winter coats. Oh, <laughs> you're going to be cold. <laughs> no. So I got on the phone and I said, can somebody, you know, I don't have an Amazon account because I don't have a computer. So I'd have somebody else buy me a, a winter coat. Hopefully, I hope it's here. I say, can you well, buy that's like a box? beautiful thing about Amazon. It comes in, in less than two days. Uh, can you, you know, can you also include, you know, like toe warmers and hand warmers and maybe a you pair can. of gloves? Those things you, are You awesome. can get all that. Although I hate wearing those hats. Even when I used to ski, I used to hate wearing a hat. And oh when God, I ski, I did, er, you love hats. I love them. I don't like them. And well, I'm wearing a baseball cap. I wear a baseball cap every day, but that every doesn't day. do anything to keep your head warm. Not, no, not with 20. Not. 20. I can't believe I'm going to leave 80 degree weather and I'm going to head into minus 20. Is it going to be a there? shock? Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, Trump says Biden brought chaos to the U.S. and he vows to bring success. Look, you had dueling um, shows last night and, and I was asked by the news department if I'd be willing to give up my hour for the night. And I said, sure, because uh, there was a debate. And I kind of flipped back and forth. I was watching the debate with Governor DeSantis and Nikki Haley and, and then watching Donald Trump in a town hall. This may surprise people. I know a lot of people like Trump rallies. Um, and I've done so many town halls with Trump that I like him in the in the town hall format much better than I do with the rallies at this point. And you might ask why. You, are you curious why I like that better? Because you get to see parts of his personality that I've always known existed that you don't really get to see during the rallies. Uh, you get to see that he's funny. You get to see that he's smart and that he could talk about any topic for endless amounts of time. Uh, you get to see that, you know, he's funny and generous and was very nice to the people that were asking questions at the town hall. You just see a different side of him. And I don't think enough. I think people have this mental image that's been created by Democrats in the and the media that he's just evil. He's no, he's not evil. Uh, we have a lot of Hunter news to get to today, you know, following up on his stunt yesterday. But the net result doesn't mean a thing because two House committees voted to advance Hunter Biden's contempt proceedings. Uh, now the big question is, what will Merrick Garland's Department of Justice do? Will they apply the standards that they applied to Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro to Hunter Biden? I don't know. It'll be interesting. We also learned yesterday that Hunter Biden's Manhattan art dealer said that he never worked with the White House on any ethics pack. Remember, they told us, oh, no, we have an ethics uh, agreement that Hunter won't uh, know who, uh, who the buyers are and they will remain anonymous. Uh, in fact, the art dealer himself said Hunter knew about 70 percent. He testified that Hunter knew who bought about 70 percent of the art and in, including this. What do you call the what do you, what do you call that guy? The sugar somebody, the sugar the brother, sugar daddy, no sugar brother. This guy Morris that lent Kevin what, Morris. He was in court. Kevin, Kevin Morris. Sorry. Yeah, he was in court. He was in. No, well, he wasn't in court. He was before Congress yesterday. He showed up with Abby Lowell, uh, Hunter Biden's uh, attorney. And anyway, so Hunter is now apparently also going to plead not guilty to tax fraud charges uh, this was in the Associated Press. He's going to head back to court today for an arraignment in Los Angeles on federal tax charges after the collapse of that, you know, sweetheart plea deal that could have spared him the spectacle of a criminal trial during the 2024 campaign. I, you know, are we going to have all of these trials going on? 
because Joe Biden is up to his eyeballs in a lot of this, too. And that's that's the one thing that Democrats don't seem to understand here, that this Biden impeachment inquiry is real. What did Joe know? When did he know it? Why did he lie? Why did he lie so often? I mean, you know, so they show up, you know, you got to love, by the way, what some people were saying yesterday. I think it was Nancy Mace who, who said he's the epitome of white privilege. And my first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? Marjorie Taylor Greene starts speaking and he ran out of the room as quickly as he could. And then he's being asked for a whole, a whole bunch of questions uh, and saying, well, why did you take phone calls with your foreign business partners? Why did his dad lie when his when his father said he never once spoke to his son, brother or anybody for that matter about their foreign business dealings? Anyway, the Biden administration's ethic office, we now know through a Freedom of Information Act request, they have no records at all relating to the appointment of Hunter Biden on this art patron. And now the art dealer says, yeah, he knew who the buyers were, at least 70 percent of them. And then when asked, for example, why did you put your dad, the vice president, on speakerphone 20 times with your foreign business partners? You know, he said, well, don't you ever talk to your father? You know. You put them on speakerphones multiple times. Fox Business' Hillary Vaughn asked the question. Mr. Biden, well, why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business partners if he had no involvement in your business? Do you have a dad? Did he call you? Yes. Did he answer the phone? Yes. Okay. But why did you need to talk to him during business meetings if he had nothing to do with your business? Well, you're dangerous. You're very dangerous. You're dangerous? What's wrong with that question? That's a legitimate question. Another reporter, apparently, we played this yesterday. What kind of crack do you normally smoke? Ouch. you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Let me- uh, it, the, the problem isn't, this is not a Hunter Biden issue. Everyone thinks this is about Hunter. No, this is about Joe Biden. The fact that Hunter defied a congressional subpoena means he should be treated the same way People like Bannon and Navarro were treated. It's that simple. I want to remind you, because of preborn and their clinics, and they offer free 4D ultrasound to any expecting mom, they also offer other services like counseling. And, you know, when, when birth is given to the babies, uh, you know, they're there for helping, you know, moms that are new moms that may need help with baby formula or diapers or whatever they happen to need. Uh, they don't get a penny from the federal government like Planned Parenthood. And they've saved, they believe, over 58,000 babies last year, but only because of the generosity of people that believe in the sanctity of life and people in the pro-life community. One woman named Charlotte found out she was pregnant. She was seven weeks along. In the back of her mind, she was thinking she was going to have an abortion, that that was her best solution. But then she went to a pre-born clinic, and she got her free 4D ultrasound. She heard the baby's heartbeat. She saw... A beautiful baby on ultrasound and she chose life and her heart is filled with gratitude for all the people that made that possible well again all of this costs money and they don't get a penny like Planned Parenthood it gets tens of millions from the federal government Uh, if you want to donate to this great mission and this great cause that is saving babies lives just simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or check out their website preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.